Hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante, Kyle Tosk. We had some near extra inning baseball if they did that in spring training. <laughs> you heard that if you're listening to the station. Cardinals and Red Sox tied 3-3. Three to three. Cardinals tied up, even the score there in the bottom of the ninth. Couldn't score with the bases loaded two outs on a fly ball to right. And I'm just heartbroken. Yeah. You know, the difference in the standings yeah. when you you get a tie, you have an opportunity to get a comeback win. And it's just one of those. I could really look back in September, October yes. and, and really regret that one. I kind of based the season on today. And when they came back and tied it, I thought, all right, this is going to be a clutch season for St. Louis. This is going to end up, everything's going to be great. It's my old theory. If you look at a red bird, an actual cardinal bird and it flies up instead of down so today i thought if 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 they win then that's the omen for a great season and you just still have that dark cloud every time you see the red Sox. and i, I thought today was a chance to really get rid of that <laughs> they beat you in the world series twice in the the 21st century <laughs> this would have made up for all of that it, it could have at least <laughs> at least the next time i see jimmy fallon i could be like you know what yeah we got one on you yeah who's the last one to win that's what i thought that's what I thought. <laughs> and Sonny Gray went today. Uh, we're, of course, being facetious. We're kidding about a <laughs> spring training game here early. I was a little bummed out it wasn't on TV. Uh, are the Cubs showing more of their spring training games than the Cardinals, I feel like? I think the Cubs broadcast all the home spring training games on marquee. Lucky. I was thinking that the Cardinals did the same, but it wasn't on today. So I, I don't – yeah, I'm not sure about that. But it was good – I'll say this. Good to hear him on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize we were doing that today. And I had to run an errand while I was at the office. And I went out, started up the truck, and boom, Cardinal Bay. I'm like, what is – at first at first, I thought it was like Illinois baseball and I had it on a different channel. And then I was like, well, hold on a second. That's Rick Horton. And then I, then I realized it was Cardinals baseball. And I'm like, mm. oh, I put the windows down. Beautiful day in February. Wow. Can you ask for better weather? It's in the 70s. The sun has peaked through today. I know that a week ago or so, Kyle and I were discussing that on the note of Illinois baseball, yeah. it's their home opener. Like That's kind of bold to schedule one of those in Ooh. February. And boy, did they get a gorgeous day for some ball today. I think Greg Solier said this morning when I was listening to Stevie and Diane that, that we're going to set a record, an all-time record for temperature today. It's going to be over 72 or 72 is the previous high. I don't know what we got to or where we're at, but I'm seeing 73 as of right now. Wow. That's, I mean, that's just crazy. Now we all know though that it's fool's gold because March anymore is the worst month weather-wise of the calendar. We know that, right? Because A, it's the start of high school baseball mm-hmm. and that is automatic. Derek, you remember these days that is automatically bringing on to rain out every week rain out at least one or two plus winds out of the wherever wherever the there's no cover at whatever ballpark you're at if you're in fisher you know they've got they've kind of have the trees down the side so it'll come from center field the wind coming right at you you know so it doesn't matter what ballpark you're at in central illinois there's wherever there's not cover is where the wind's coming that day there's no crops in the field so it's just straight at you Listen to me complain. I can't wait to get out there and watch baseball. But it does get cold in March, so we just got to get through March, get me to April. But it is nice that every once in a while February provides nice weather. I didn't expect 70 degrees. Though. I'll take it. Amen. I'll take it, man. And on the note of being sunny, Sonny Gray made his first start of spring training for the birds today. Two innings, two hits, two Ks, two walks, okay. two of everything. A pick off the second base. Twos were wild today for – Sonny Gray. That's not a very good whip. Don't love it. Yeah, the hits and walks. Gray, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's four. I, I don't know how you figure that. But, yeah, that's – well, I mean, that's too many guys on base. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to complain because it is early. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, they're grooming him, obviously, for opening day. And I think tomorrow either Lance Lynn or Miles Michaelis will go. Was that right? No, it's either Gibson or Michaelis, mm. I think, tomorrow. And then Lynn is kind of was kind of held back a little bit, and Stephen Matz, who I think has been injured since he got to St. Louis, sounds right. Yep. And then Mason Wynn the other day was complaining of soreness at 20 years old. He had a three for three day on. He did in an ever changing real estate market. It is so uh, important to work. Was that yes? Yes. No, two days ago I think. I think it was two days ago. 
So, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I, listen, let's go. And we talked all about the Cubbies. We got the belly update. We not only got the belly update, it became official yesterday, it Derek. It did, I know. And uh, Kyle was excited about adding he Cody should Bellinger. Be. He should be, and I agree. We kind of went through the lineup of the Cubs. Didn't go through the bullpen, but we went through everything else. I, that's a pretty good team in Chicago. Here's the great thing about the contract, too. Like, number one, you don't get locked into a long-term five- or six-year deal yes. for a guy that is still one year removed from some real struggles there in Los Angeles. So he's going to get paid, obviously, mm-hmm. in those early years of the three-year contract with those opt-outs. But $30 million this year, $30 million next year, and I think it's twenty the following right. season. Right. If he performs up to his a situation where he wants to opt out, obviously he had another all-star in the MVP conversation type of year. If he doesn't, then yeah, you're you're in that situation where you're going to pay him thirty million, which is a lot of money. But yeah, I, I would be surprised if he completely falls off. So I agree to get that guy back in your lineup and to feel like you're not just hamstrung over a long stretch of time in case he it was a outlier type of bounce back. But I think that it was obviously a low risk ad for them last off season trying to catch lightning in a bottle. They did, and now they get to continue forward with that which is a big move for the Cubs and I'm sure Kyle is happy to have it done now to allow him to get some spring training at bats not worry about some contract dispute that then messes up his start of the season this is a dumb statement but I want I don't know so I'm going to ask you guys I'm just being transparent will that kind of a contract to Bellinger be kind of what we see in the future where nobody gets burnt anymore by these long I know Matsui just signed until 3040 Hideki? No, not Matsui. <laughs> Otani. Otani. Yeah. When he will finally, you know, in the year 3000, he'll finally start making money. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like, is this going to be kind of the new structure instead of signing a guy for, you know, like, what, what, what was Matt Holiday? That was like seven years, $118 million or something. Sounds so right. instead of doing that, are they going to just kind of give these kind of deals like they're giving Bellinger where it's like, we're going to pay you top money but not as much as you probably deserve compared to what you're worth, which is crazy. I, I, I mean, it's, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you're doing for a living. I, it'll never become normal that you're not, that 30 million, you're not worth 30 million, or I'm sorry, that you're worth more than 30 million. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to the, to the normal person. But they have analytics that show how much a guy is. And Bellinger last year with what he put it produced, he was probably worth more than $30 million to the Cubs. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, I mean, the Dodgers with Otani, they kind of did that kind of a cool little deal where they basically deferred money until later. It just seems like teams and general managers and front offices and players and agents are getting a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just, they're becoming... Mm. A little more frugal? Not frugal, but just unique, almost. I mean, that was unique with Otani. Well, yeah, that was and creative I on their end, which this, this everybody Bellinger. else is mad. That right, exactly. Yeah, credit to, to them. to pull that off. And, and, and also, I mean, it's credit to Scott Boris and the Cubs, or I'm sorry, and, and Bellinger for basically protecting himself and being able to opt out if he wants. And then if he stinks again... Well, here's $80 million, you know? So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And it's just, it's creative is the word I'm looking for. They're getting more creative with these things. Mm-hmm. And I think I think teams just don't want to be saddled with that seven or eight year monster contract that gets bigger as it goes. You know, where you, def- like, you don't pay them as much the first year, but by their eighth year, they're making over $40 million, And it's like, ugh, right. they might not even be any good then. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what I, happens. I think there's still going to be those bite-the-bullet contracts. Yeah. Like, I think that Bryce Harper was one of those, where it's, it, they haven't been biting any bullets. They've been <laughs> right. rattling them off there at uh, Citizens Bank, you know, as far as the bombs that he's hitting in the, in the postseason. So uh, I think that you're still going to see a handful of those, like, Juan Soto, who's in a contract year, um, yeah. still at a, a pretty decent age. If he has an an awesome year with the Yankees, probably going to make a a mega deal in terms a of like point. long years yep. and, and and big 
money per year on that. So uh, in terms of some other ones, like didn't Machado get paid pretty good to go to the, yep. the Padres? And so there, there have been those of late. I just think it allows a club to there, – there's a little bit of a give and take with an agent, especially with the Bellinger situation. I wonder if we'll see that now with Blake Snell, mm. who still hasn't been signed, coming off of Cy Young, but really then – Prior to that Cy Young season with the Padres, he was he was struggling a little bit, or, yep. or just not living up to who he was previously when he was a previous Cy Young winner with the the Rays. He had a little bit of a a down a downgrade, or just a, he had a hiccup. Yeah, will he make more than thirty million? Probably. I, the Yankees offered him five years, one hundred and fifty million, so thirty million a year. Okay, that has not been accepted. So. Would it be a situation that he takes less years, more money? Would you want to give him $40 million well, would, in the first two years with opt-outs? Let's say your team, in this case you and I, the Cardinals, gave him the same kind of deal Bellinger just signed where you pay him 40 40 and 30 and he can opt out after any one of those seasons. Would you be fine with that? I mean, hmm. it's kind of one the of those. the player or the team? It, the team. If I'm the Yankees and I'm probably not worried about money anyway, I'm already in the the final (laughs) stage of the luxury tax where I pay 110% of whatever I then give out. So 40 million is going to cost me actually 84 million. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Then you're just talking money that, you know, it's just what it is. It's not, and obviously it's not our money, but uh, I think that that's probably a better alternative than getting a situation where you sign him for six years and he's not or even five a, or six years even a five-year 150 with the Yankees and if Snell two years from now you know let's say he gets hurt again or let's say he just isn't a top-notch pitcher anymore and now you're throwing you know 30 million a year at a guy but right. he's yeah, 31 I, it's not like he's maybe 34 35 that's but that's true what do you think on that Kyle would you want the shorter term option for a guy like Snell too is that the better option or I think five years, one fifty for a guy's thirty-one makes fine sense. It's just you want to see it does protect you if he does have that inconsistency that kind of was part of who he was for the last four years. Yeah, I think it depends on the player. Whereas you have these guys like Bellinger, who's coming off two years where he was really down, then has a breakthrough year, and I know for the people that dive deeper into analytics, there's some like I guess there's some batted ball stuff that maybe has scared teams Mm -hmm. off and so I think it makes sense there to minimize the risk for Snell I think as well he was a guy that really struggled for a period of time and then had that breakthrough year last year where he all of a sudden comes out of nowhere basically not that he was bad but that was he for the four to five years prior to last year he wasn't putting up Cy Young seasons I think it makes more sense for those guys where there's maybe a little more risk to locking yourself into a six, seven, eight-year contract. Whereas if Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani and Acuna or any of these guys are hitting the market, you know these guys have a proven, consistent track record where if you sign them to an eight-year contract for mega money, you feel pretty good right. that at least for the majority of that contract, they're going to perform like it. Can I, can I just, on a side note, I think Kyle's either getting sick or he's been smoking cigarettes. I am a little sick because your, your voice is like so much deeper today. So it's like, here we go. I'm battling a little, little illness. That or but. you're like doing Peter Brady right now, and you've like reached maturity, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're just going to be like, change. <laughs> At least that doesn't happen mid sentence, though. Right. It's, I just start like that. No, I just noticed that it's like Kyle sounds like this. Like pretty soon, he'll be doing like. You know, State Farm Center Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Like, like, I didn't hear one thing you just said because I just was staring at you going, man, his voice has gotten deeper. My grandchild's voice has gotten deeper. You know, like Derek and Jeremy and Carp are like my kids. You're like my grandkid now. That's how, <laughs> that's how old I am in this business. You ever looked at him as a grandfather figure? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the orneriest. How do you say it? It's actually ornery, but I say ornery. I'd be the orneriest grandpa you've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Imparting grandfatherly advice on a daily basis. That's Lante. (laughs) One thing I'd say about Snell, if you did dip into the $40 million range, if you look at the average 
annual value type of contract. So Shohei's listed at seventy million a year, essentially. Wow. Is that right? Seventy seven hundred million over ten it was, years. Yeah, right? it was ten seven hundred, but, but he's of course only you're making not, like three million this year. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so still averages out at seven. 70, but then they're going to pay him a lot of that on the back end, plus after mm. he's done playing, right? They, they've backloaded it that far. I would assume. Verlander currently at 43 million average. Scherzer, 43. DeGrom, 37. Cole, 36. Strasburg, 35. Did Strasburg retire, or is he still going? I heard he retired. I thought I saw he retired. I think you're right. It's Anyways. that much of a drop-off from 70 to 43. It is. And, and but listen, then, of course, you're paying p- top dollar for Snell. I guess he did just win the NL Cy Young, but that yeah. kind of puts a picture of even if you're on the shorter term, you better hope you're right. Right. And obviously, Otani can do it from both ways, pitching and hitting. Now he won't pitch this season. Right. Unless it's a miracle and he comes back late in the year, but you're basically paying him $70 million, if you will. I know it got deferred and all this stuff, So, but yeah. if you go by that theory, you're paying him $70 million to hit third DH. or fourth for you. Yeah. yeah. Which is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, but it'll probably hit 45 home runs. Right. And so in this day and age, it's, does it surprise you that, well, it's all about TV money, correct? And I know that tickets still matter. Ticket sales still matter. Butts in the seats still make a difference. I know the Cardinals, I mean, listen, we can, oh, woe is me, Cardinals. We can hear this forever about how, you know, butts in the seats are still something the Cardinals have to generate to make money to pay players. I mean, that's, yeah, and they're top three in attendance, yeah, pretty much every year of the last decade because they don't have the kind of TV contract. I don't know what Marquis' contract was. I know when the Yankees did their initial contract with Yes mm-hmm. Network, it was like a billion for ten years. Yep. So essentially, every season the Yankees were getting a hundred million dollars from Yes Network to just do whatever they wanted to do with it. And so if let's say the Yankees can afford 150 million on their own, now you got 250 million in bonus money. It's like, you know, your dad's just like, "Hey, I'm just going to throw you a couple extra 100 bucks every month." And that's just money on top of what you're making. And comparatively, the Cardinals had a deal that paid them like 18 million, I think, a year. I mean, so wow. instead of 100 million the Yankees were making, the Cardinals were like 18. Now, I could be wrong. That may have gotten better with Bally. I'm not sure, although, you know, that's a, that's a you-know-what yeah, show. bankrupt, obviously. <laughs> right. and it's so weird. It's frustrating, too. I know that if you have traditional cable or if you're like a DirecTV, you're not yeah. in that type of situation where you're worried about them being available. But for those that have dove totally in on streaming to mm-hmm. not have the options like YouTube TV. They were on there one year and then now they've been off last year and this year. So that stuff is, I don't know how they're not trying to, there's always a lot here recently. There's a conversation about exposure and MLB trying to get their product out there uh, as well as they possibly can. Sure. And the fact that they're having disputes and you can't come to some of these agreements is Kind of crazy to me. That- and the Cardinals own their rights. Now, I assume most teams do, or or all teams. I, I By the way the article I read a few months ago, it made it sound like the Cardinals were one of few teams that own their own rights, but mm. I can't imagine that's not the case. But that's where, like, the Cardinals now, they're going to go one more year on Bally. That's official. So if you have direct TV, if you have a way of getting Bally sports, you're going to be able to see the Cardinals. And then after that, it's basically highest bidder. The Cardinals are going to throw this out there to, like you just said, YouTube TV, Peacock. <laughs> I guess they'll get in the fray. Uh, you know, and, and, and any of these other situations. And I just know say, Amazon Prime has oh, yeah, been yeah, talked about correct. as a potential destination. So the Cardinals are essentially going to say, you, you tell me who the highest bidder is and we'll throw our games and you can have our games. And, and, and believe me, whoever gets them will make money because a lot of people will watch that, obviously, like the Cubs. So it's interesting. And, and it is. Somebody just asked, Ken asked, would Cardinals fans support a Cardinals network? Have they ever discussed their own network? I'm assuming they have. And I think in the last couple of years, they've really gotten heavy into, I think Mazalok had mentioned, they've gotten heavy into that discussion about what they need to do next because – you know, for a while it was all set up with Bally's or Fox Sports Midwest and Bally Midwest, and so they they were good. They didn't have to worry. That was one thing they checked off and didn't have to worry about. 
And then all of a sudden, Bally's comes out and says, or Bally, I'm sorry, I keep saying Bally's. Bally comes out and says, we're bankrupt. So we don't know what we're going to do. And, of course, they are still showing the Cardinals this season, but then it's up to the Cardinals from there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what their own network would, would do like the Cubs have with Marquis. I'm not sure. W- w- weren't there glitches with that early? Were there some glitches, Kyle, with Marquis? It seemed like Trevor or well, – I think they were in disputes with where they were going to get broadcast. There was only a oh, very limited amount of TV providers that carried them. Oh, that's what it because was. Because okay. they were okay. – yeah, like Pipe said, they're in disputes with – I think it was – Comcast, maybe. Okay. Because it seemed like there for a, a year or two, it was either Trevor or, or Cubs fans I knew were always complaining, like, I, I, don't, I can't see a Cubs game. I can't find the Cubs game. And, and then it seems like now it's, it's like, all good. Are, are they, like, on most? Is Marquee on, like, Dish, DirecTV? Yeah, they, I think they're on all okay. the major ones, and they just launched their own. I know then – the complaint turns to, well, now there's all these streaming services yeah. and you're not getting marquee then. Well, they just launched their own streaming package where you can subscribe on the side to watch the Cubs. So I think so everything pay straight to them, right? Pay it straight right. to them. Yeah. yeah right. I think it's a monthly, I don't know, it might be 20 a month or something. <laughs> it's funny. We need technology. We need things moving forward, but it is amazing how it just trips up society. It does. And, and the older you are, it trips you up more. But that, that's just, that's how, it, I, I can't remember the other day I was watching something. No, I wasn't watching something. It was a business that was then run by, like, like they had just machines doing it to where people used to do it. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? Like, I looked at it and I'm like, that's amazing that somebody can invent that. I wish I knew what it was. And then I looked at the person next to me and I'm like, but what's crazy is 20 people lost their job. Yeah. So it's like. That's great that we have this technology now to do this. It's more efficient. It probably doesn't make as many mistakes. And it can work all night, right? A machine can work all night, even though you could continue to obviously shift people in to to cover a 24-hour. But yet, now you're just cutting. It's like walking into a McDonald's and ordering it yourself on the board. And it's like, did I, is that board taking somebody's job? And, you know, that's a big deal if you're looking for work. So I, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's a good question. It's so what you're saying is Marquee Network put people out of work. That's exactly right. I think that's why people are upset. Yep, because even the robots or even the announcers are AI generated <laughs> robots. Is that right? <laughs> they, they don't actually. Shambi <laughs> sounds like one sometimes. <laughs> He's actually not human. So that, they just appear human when they when they show him. The only I am a human little... guy is Al Roboski. Like yeah. he's he's the only human still remaining doing broadcasting. <laughs> I, I don't know what Jim Edmonds is, but uh, oh boy. Anyways, oh. well, was a fantastic player. It's he was right. It's too bad that yes, his likability has gone down significantly since he's been on the mic too. Okay, so too it, much recently. It's not hindering my thinking no. of Jim Edmonds as a player, but for some people it does. I think for some people it's ruining Jim Edmonds in a Cardinals. In a cardinal way. Like, in other words, yeah. not the cardinal way. The way, way you think of Jim Edmonds. Yeah, right? like the way you think of him as, a, as an all-time cardinal. I think this, I mean, he's, he's putrid at doing this job. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, they're like, well, yeah, he could go track down fly balls as well or as better oh, or better man. than anybody in center field. Yep. And I would argue that all day, how he would play shallow and go get balls. And he could. Over-the-shoulder catches, oh, laid out. Yep. Unbelievable. And, and look, the guy hit. I mean, obviously hit at a, at a big level as well. So he's a hell of a player. Not a Hall of Famer, but a heck of a player. And and now you get people that are like, he's a horrible announcer. And, you know, strip that red jacket from him because oh. he's terrible at that. <laughs> Did you hear? There was a promotion today I heard during the Cardinals game. It's Ozzie Smith. And I'm kind of doing a promo for the Cardinals now. You can go to cardinals.com or whatever and, you go and you can get fielding lessons from Ozzy, like it's like a camp, and then you're guaranteed to turn two double plays with Ozzy Smith. Sweet. Now, how cool? Seriously, pipes. You put me at second base, I probably pull a hammy trying to get the ten feet to to the bag. <laughs> but how cool would that be to receive a ball from Ozzy or throw a ball to Ozzy and he completes the double play? That'd be kind of cool. 
you'd probably just have to flip to him, right? Because he flipped to oh, you yeah. and you got to turn it at first. It oh, might take like an hour. And then it's 90 feet away. And I'll be like, whoa, I can't throw a ball that far. It'd be the lollipop throw from second. You know, it'd be like, weep. And he's safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, funny. Adam brings up a great point. He's like, in contrast to Edmonds, Brad Thompson is a broadcaster has made me like him even more than I did during his playing career. Yeah. As a reliever. Brad is really good. We were lucky to have he, him at the Cardinals Garibay. He wasn't a really good pitcher. No. But he, no, I'm sorry. It, yeah. As right. No, and I know I wasn't yeah. like <laughs> correcting you or anything, but he was one of those guys. He's like a long relief guy. Sometimes you'd throw in there in a, a blowout and whatnot. And, and he even jokes about the fact that he didn't have the most ability out there. Uh, good enough to be a major league pitcher. I'd love to, yeah. to trade shoes as far as my athletic career. But, oh, oh, yes, he's um, he's very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. Hey, and to address Jeff, and I, I didn't say it right. Jeff brings up a good point. Cardinals make between sixty and seventy a year from Bally's. What I, what I, or, he says Bally's too. What I meant though was back when the Yankees did that deal with Yes, they were making like a hundred million a year, and at the time, I think the Cardinals were making like eighteen million a year from Fox Sports Midwest. So I didn't say that correctly. I didn't mean they still make 18 million that has definitely gone up so thank you Jeff for correcting or making sure that I bring that point up but that was the difference back then when that all went down and, and you had the Yankees at 100 million and you had the Cardinals at 18 and and like um, there were a lot of teams like that the Cubs wouldn't have been as high and but it was just it was the way to kind of look at it and say well that's not really fair you know it's like Pipes, I'm going to give you a hundred dollar bill to have fun this Saturday, and Lon, you get eight, you. you get eighteen bucks. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm drinking Keystone Light drafts, and you're down here like buying rounds. Buying rounds. <laughs> you're buying bottles or whatever. Like anybody need a beer, Lon? <laughs> so you got your Keystone rack there. You're good. Uh, Derek, can I come in the VIP? No, no, you cannot come in the VIP side. It's twenty dollars to get in. Oh well. I only have 18. <laughs> oh, man. It is a little surprising to me. I know we got to catch a break here that the Cardinals, knowing their reach, that that number isn't, isn't more, more competitive in, in comparison to some of these other teams. Like, I know That's from true. a radio standpoint, I think their reach on the radio side is really, really large. Like, they go into Tennessee, Kentucky, oh, yeah. Indiana, even down to like Arkansas and whatnot because you got that. A little bit of a, I don't know, a, a neutral ground there mm-hmm. of of spots that don't have a team. So you get into the south a little bit, yep. And there's kind of a dividing line where these these fans are either Cardinals fans, or maybe they're Braves fans. Braves, and yeah. as you get closer to Georgia, you're probably obviously uh, pretty loyal to the the Braves. On that note, it is interesting to hear some of the expansion talk of a team maybe going to Nashville at some point. We'd see how well that would stick and, yeah, and what that would look like. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know what the ultimate Valley Sports Midwest reach is. Like, do, do they get that in Indiana? Do they get that in Kentucky, Tennessee, and, and all that? But Yeah, I'm not sure. I know, I know that all started because KMOX, back in the day, the Cardinals were, what, the most Western team, which is crazy to think. That's when, like, the Dodgers were in Brooklyn – Oh, yeah, good point. And, 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 and so KMOX, you know, the Mighty Mox got to so many states that it, it really made Cardinals fans for generations because they could hear Cardinals baseball. And then, of course, you credit WGN and TBS on the TV side. They got out in front of everybody with the Cubs and the Braves. Yep. And you probably have a whole generation of new Braves fans or Cubs fans due to WGN and WTBS because that was when you you know we had to wait for the Cardinals to play the Braves or the Cubs to watch them on TV back then and except for like the Saturday you know game of the week with Mel Allen oh that was the best man it's the Saturday game of the week with Mel Allen Scott on the U of I Atlanta League text line says that the Reds in Indy, the Reds trump the Cardinals, says Terre Haute mm. is the cards, though. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Actually, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why I'd root for Why would you root for the Reds? Speaking of that, Harvard's team uh, is on the bump. <laughs> are they up? Are they going? No, I don't know. I, oh, okay. I, I'm guessing they are. Yeah. You're going to provide me the score update. <laughs> 
We'll have to uh, Jason look that Anderson. Up real quick. Jason Anderson back in town as EIU's baseball coach. Is we had right? him on last year. Remember, uh, Eastern and the the baseball and softball teams both made the NCAA tournament. Yes, I do so, remember that. And Jason, of course, a former Illini pitcher out of the Danville area, was a number one, not a number one overall, but a first round pick of the New York Yankees. So, and now the head man at EIU. It's great. That's cool. Encouraged that Dan Hartlip's squad is off to a 6-0 start, bottom two, against Ooh. the EIU Panthers. The Panthers come in at 1-5 and five this year. Slow start for them. It's still very, very early. Right. But then the Illini, 2-5, and five, last weekend, last Friday, I believe, they were up against a ranked Coastal Carolina team, hit back-to-back-to-back home runs in the first inning, that being Illinois. Wow. And then got into a long rain delay where they still had, held a lead. I think they were up like 5-4 or something. Uh, then they ended up losing like like 18-7 to seven or something like that. Mm. But um, they've had a, a rocky start, lost to Ball State, I think it was, on Sunday. Definitely want to take one at home in the, the, the midweek games against those those smaller mid mid to low major type of teams. Coastal Carolina flies in during the rain delay, the former Cubs right fielder. Who's that? Oh, uh, Hayward? Yeah, Jason Hayward. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, think yeah, of his name. Yeah. And he, his pep talk. Most influ- influential <laughs> World Series speech ever. He's now paid. He literally works like just, he's on a, he's like at standby in airports all over the country waiting for rain delays. <laughs> and they just say, oh, there's a rain delay in Detroit. <laughs> Get him there. And then Hayward takes the quick flight to Detroit out of Chicago and gives a speech, and then the Tigers come back and win a meaningless Wednesday game against the Jays. Unbelievable. Four to three. I mean, that, that's... You don't think Jack Flaherty would take the, <laughs> the mic in the Tigers... <laughs> the uh, Tigers locker room? Clubhouse? <laughs> Oh, That's where he's at now, I by forgot the way, he's with the Tigers. Yeah, he's very forgettable these days. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I got to get over it. You're supposed to forgive and forget. I hope Jack has a great season for the Detroit Tigers. Is that fair? No, you don't. Did that sound, did that sound, still sound it sounded, callous? Yeah. <laughs> sounded kind of genuine. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. All right, we're due for a break. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. We've got Brad Underwood, who is probably currently speaking to the media or just got done. He is over there at State Farm Center for his pregame talk about the Minnesota matchup tomorrow, BTN, 8 p.m. Only two home games left. That's crazy. Four games in total in the regular season before postseason play. you got the two home games being Minnesota and Purdue, the Rotors, I don't know if anyone's. I like ever, that term. I don't know if anyone's ever called a road. I don't either. Scratch a road game, rotors, but I just did. Like a uh, roadie, I've heard. You know, yeah, but, roadie. Yeah, but rotors. That was kind of <laughs> cool. Like it, you know, like a car has rotors. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin Saturday, and then the following Saturday <laughs> it's <a> at <laughs> it's a boat at Iowa. <laughs> All right, due for a break. We'll play Brad Underwood. Amani Hansberry also talking to the media. Maybe oh, we'll sweet. get you some of that either today or tomorrow has really come on for the Illini of late. I know fans want to see more and more of him as we go along. But let's talk some Illini hoops before we get out of here. Of course, we will. Stick with us. This is The Drive. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. Rising costs of goods, unpredictable weather, and seasonal depression got you feeling down? Let Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing brighten your winter blues. Dogtown is offering $1,000 off any Bradford Whitewater Heater, Renai Tankless Water Heater, or Bosch Mini Split Unit when you buy a Lennox Home Comfort System. No gimmicks, no hidden fees, just $1,000 in savings when you call Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. 217-841-4728. Offering 0% financing options for qualifying applicants. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. 
Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Reward Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20,000. Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and Reward Saver, a few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com. Fisher National Bank, exceptional communities, exceptional people. Member FDIC. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. I'm Dr. Jaya Wadawan, and I'm a pediatrician with OSF Healthcare. RSV is respiratory syncytial virus, and it's very common in um, pediatric patients, especially in the age group of less than two years old. In RSV, some symptoms to watch for is um, fever, cough, wheezing, any difficulty breathing, decrease in appetite. So with COVID and RSV, it's difficult to differentiate the symptoms and the presentation of each. The best thing to do is go to your provider and get a swab for both COVID and RSV. Older people can get it. It presents more of an upper respiratory infection. However, in the pediatric population, it presents more in the lower respiratory tract, which causes more of severe symptoms. Treatment includes supportive care for fever, so that includes Motrin and Tylenol. And if they need further respiratory support, that would include some oxygen support and nebulization. Visit the website osfhealthcare.org. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. Have you ever looked at a junk truck and said, man, that truck is pretty? Two men in a junk truck trucks are pretty. They're pretty big, so they can handle large jobs. They're pretty reliable. Two Men in a Truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal. And they're pretty fast. When you're ready to let some things go and that you don't need, you don't want to wait three weeks. You want it gone now. Go to twomenandajunktruck.com and make room for what matters most. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors.
Back on the drive with Tame Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. This is one, this is for a 217 out there on the yeah, U of I. Don't Lonely you do it, Derek. I got to give a shout out. Jacob Hurtabies, who is Stevie's son-in-law now. That's awesome. Just got an RBI single in a spring training game against the Cubs. He's playing for the Reds. Fun organization, I'd imagine, to be coming up with. I know Ooh. that he had a pretty darn good year last year. Fast dude, Fast right? guy, makes... Some plays on the bases hit pretty well when he got called up to triple a as well you had christmas dinner with him did, did you at the long branch yes did you think to get his autograph i didn't no we, we were more com- competitors because there were oh, some uh yeah. some games that were happening yeah and like trying to remember certain things from christmas movies and right. we were against each other so no i it, w- it ended up being a friendly conversation. Really nice dude, but um, no, I didn't get his autograph. When you thought Jimmy Stewart's character was named Jim, yeah, was that right? Yeah, we well we yeah we didn't get we didn't get that one. Me and Reese did not Mary. have a lot of. Uh, that's a little bit. I'll argue a little bit before our time. No, maybe. I'm with you, but it's but a classic. still it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't very happy for you on that one. No, I get it. Or I wasn't. No, not happy. I wasn't very. You weren't proud. proud. I wasn't no, proud of you. I know on that one. I know, but you know, we we live. We move on. We were struggling to. I'll, I think we did get it. The presidents on Mount Rushmore. Oh, see, I don't know that I could. Yeah. Isn't Woodrow Wilson on there? Is he? Ah. Uh, <laughs> or is it FDR? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Washington Lincoln. Uh, wow. Roosevelt? I think, yeah, Roosevelt and Woodrow. Is that right? Why would uh, Woodrow Wilson be on there, Lon? Presidents. I, I don't know We've why. got Washington, Jefferson, oh, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Lincoln. And Lincoln, okay. All right. Sorry, I'm just touting up Woodrow Wilson and his <laughs> time as a U.S. president. All right, and last note before we do actually talk some college – Basketball, Illinois still up 6-0, bottom three against the EIU Panthers. So let's get to Joe Lenardi put out a new bracketology. Illinois, of course, won. I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday, 95-85 against the Iowa Hawkeyes. We did. Pretty good win for Illinois. The defense was better down the stretch of that game. You still don't like giving up 85, although it's an Iowa team that can really score it. And, boy, you needed that bench to come through and <laughs> encouraging minutes from Nico Moretti. Mm, I wanted your take on that. Yeah, we could do that. What What did you think, and what's the long-term prognosis for a Nico Moretti? I know he's been hurt, and I don't mean prognosis health-wise. Is he a guy that, with too many minutes, can become – I can't think of words today. It's just one of those days. It's like in baseball when you give a guy, he might come up for a couple of games and do really well, but, oh, exposed. Sure. Could Nico Moretti be – could he get exposed if you played him too many minutes? I think so defensively. Yeah. Although I'll give him credit. I thought he battled pretty well yeah. in his defensive active. minutes. One of his fouls were Tony Perkins is on a fast break and Nico goes up and contests him. I thought it was a clean, straight-up, nice challenge where Tony misses the, the shot at the rim, essentially, but he got called for a foul. And, boy, that game got tight oh, in terms boy. of the whistle and, and just flat-out terrible for some of those. <laughs> Jeffrey Anderson and uh-huh. uh, I forget who the other prominent official on that game was. It doesn't matter. But It was uh, the high-knee guy. Wasn't yeah, Anderson. Oh, oh that's Anderson. High-knees okay. Anderson. But, um, <laughs> Sounds like an old Houston oiler football <laughs> yeah, guy it does. back in the day. Right. You know? That's a good call. <laughs> high-knee Anderson. I, I think that – Nico has a, a competitiveness, competitiveness and a toughness about him. Like yeah. he played with a lot of emotion and uh, he just, he battles. But I think that as far as needing some more strength still and not the quickest guy, he'll be someone that people target defensively. Right, so right, right. I wonder how that looks as early as tomorrow night where Elijah Hawkins is one of the quickest guards. He's really slight, like he's maybe 5'8" in terms of a point guard for Minnesota, but is he, he is leading the big 10 in assists. I think so. Yeah. He's lightning quick, can really get into the lane and make things happen. So if Nico, who I think will get some minutes tomorrow night, I would imagine that he gets another crack at having a chance to maybe be in the rotation a little bit, especially in some games where number one, if you're not getting the minutes you want out of the starters, 
Number two, if you're in a situation where you're up and have a little bit of a cushion and can rest your guys a little bit, right? Um, then Nico might get a little bit of a stent, and we'll see how that goes. But That's yeah, long term, I like his offensive game. I think that he's pretty darn skilled offensively, like ball handling stuff, uh, ability to get in the lane. I, I liked that early in that second half, Illinois was really settling for three. I can't believe that Terrence didn't take like his first two point jump shot or two point attempt until was it late in the first half and really like through the middle of the second half you only had one or two two point field goals and like two free throws so the the ball wasn't getting into the paint they were settling from three Nico comes in and he was able to attack off the dribble did make those two threes his first two threes of the right attempts of the season and when they evaluated him it was a lot of the, the junior national team stuff with Italy. So he, he faced some decent competition, and they, they saw his his feel for the game, can play in pick and rolls, better shooter than like an Andre Curbelo. Who sure. they, that's kind of – I don't want to use Poor that man's. comp too much because Curbelo was so much more quick and just yeah. had Gifted. better athleticism right. to him. Right. But it was a pretty like creative playmaker who could also then – in the contrast with Curbelo, Moretti could shoot it a little bit more. Defensively is where I really wonder about it. Big picture, it's hard to project too far. Like, I think he could be a in the rotation. Kind of a change of pace kind of guy. Yeah, backup point guard next year type of guy. That's like, fair. I think Jace Butler's going to come in and compete for minutes. The guy that they really like and more of a, a big bodied guard at 6'4. And maybe they, I think they need to go to the portal and get a point guard if, if that mm-hmm. was up to me. So. Moretti seems like the kind of guy that would take advantage of the portal. And I don't want him leaving. I'm not – I hope he's not listening. I doubt he is. But he's the kind of guy that could kind of say to himself, although you're always as an athlete going to believe you could play at the highest level. Yep. So – and I'm not – what I mean by that is the Big Ten is is as high level, whatever. You know, I know it's had its issues here in the scheme of things, national, but – you're playing in the Big Ten. You're playing at the highest level in college. And so, I've, like, in other words, you know, could, could he go to a Drake or could he go to, I don't know, just pick a college and, and really excel? But, yeah, he it's probably, a fair, yeah, it's he a fair, thinks he can get it done here. It's a fair question, and it'll just probably determine, in terms of his role, what they go out and do in the transfer right. portal and, exactly. and have that – then sits with him. And I, I did like hearing from Brad that he hasn't been a guy that's badgering Brad, you know, how come I'm not playing and, right. and all this kind of stuff. Right. So it has been something that he's kept his, his head down and worked. Seems like a good dude. Seems that way. Like yeah. a likable dude that everybody probably just loves Nico Moretti. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that versus Sky Clark loses his starting spot and packs up his dorm room and leaves. <laughs> so, like, you do at least like that. Uh, in comparison, but you never know. I mean, rosters are so fluid. And yeah, like I had the thought of just in terms of the performance, it kind of reminded me a little bit like, hey, Brandon Ponjevsky showed up at a Northwestern game where you didn't have a whole lot going with your main group. And then he makes a couple of shots and it's like, all right, going into the season, we probably, you know, he's a nice prospect. Yeah. And he showed in that game. We don't know what he's going to be big picture. It, but he helped you win a game. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, Podjemski went to Santa Clara. The rest is history. He's currently starting for the Golden State Warriors, which is just still that, that is really crazy. just head-shakingly crazy. <laughs> but um, Who knew three threes against Northwestern? Is, did he make three? I don't know if it was three. Who, uh, maybe not. Maybe two. Who knew that that would vault his career to a starting spot with the Warriors? Alongside Steph Curry, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing Moretti, uh, big man on campus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. Got that accent. The uh, yeah, true. Likeable I made the joke. I made the joke that uh, is it Sean's oh, Tommy DeVito's agent. Oh, would yes. be all over him now. <laughs> Nil coming to you. Did you send that out on Twitter? I did. Yeah. Okay, Lucas showed me that day. He was he showed me the. I couldn't remember who had tweeted it. That's my bad, pipes. Yeah, that was that was an excellent tweet. 
That was an excellent tweet. Sean Stellato. Stellato, okay. Can I ask you one other question before the end of the hour is up? Yep. And we'll talk more basketball next hour. You mentioned it because Illinois, we're still looking for that next good defensive game, right? We're, we're wanting to see Illinois really clamp down, and maybe it's Minnesota tomorrow night at home. You'd have a shot. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you said it best there. I mean, this Iowa team, they're kind of the outlier, right? I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. I don't care how good you are defensively. They're, they're going to get theirs. I thought you did a good job with Owen Freeman. Yep. And, and, and really, because he can make them go. I thought you did an unbelievable job against Peyton Sanford. Yes. Sanford, I think, or Fort, whatever it is. Sanford. I mean, uh, Marcus Damas was, really good, on was really good defensively. So, so, in other words, maybe that game yesterday is not one you sit there and critique to say, ah, we had another bad game defensively. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that the way that they made Tony Perkins work, I thought Shannon was on him pretty good for the majority of the game, and he didn't shoot an efficient percentage. Like yeah. When you look at the second half and Sanford and Perkins combined to go one for 13 from the field, wow. like you'll definitely take that any day of the week. Yes. You didn't love that if you're just looking at on paper, and I think there's still some issues that they can clean up. Like I think their transition defense got beat. A handful of times they gave up at points too much on the offensive glass, like 15 second chance points to Iowa, not known as a very physical team right. or a team that hangs their hat on the offensive glass is, is not something that you really love. And Brad, that's the reason, one of the reasons that Brad pulled his starters early second half, because they were giving up like back to back offensive rebounds to Owen Freeman. At one point, Dane got benched for not boxing out mm-hmm. Freeman inside. So uh, they can be tougher as far as that goes, but I thought that when you watch Sanford and the way he moves without the ball, I know that you love that's your I, I guy. Do, he's do. on I your like fantasy him. team, and we've talked about how good he is. But not only is he just that stagnant three-point shooter, like a guy that, oh, somebody breaks it down off the bounce and then kicks it to him, and he's right. ready to shoot. Like, right, right, he's right. coming off a bunch of screens. He's back-cutting. And Damas just kind of took away the, the different angles. He did. Whatever it was that they were trying to get with him. So. For them, in the final 12 minutes, only go up 21 points. Iowa shot like 33% from the field during that stretch. That was a really good close to the game, and Amen. it was a step in the right direction. But yeah, Iowa, with their pace and just their offensive ability, they they can pretty much hang 75, 80 in that range on a av- very, very average night for them. Agreed. So it wasn't, a gr- it wasn't like a stellar showing defensively on the whole, but it was... It was a step in the right direction. We'll see how they build on it tomorrow night. I want to start next hour real quick. We've got to go take a break. Uh, all Big Ten versus Illinois. Is Tony Perkins on that? Yes. Okay. So we, we could name our all Big Ten versus all Illinois right, let's team. Let's do it. Let's do that next hour. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta League text line. We'll talk more college hoops when we return. This is The Drive.